here. We are back. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been two minutes. It's been two minutes, man. Welcome to the Kazavik Show, hosted by Kazavik, presented by Slam Media and Slam Online. Uh, we had... We're back we at shot, the headquarters. We're back, we back at headquarters. We both left for a little bit. So last week was very eventful for the both of us. Both of us. You know, it was, it was the rare... It was the rare uh, week of the podcast where we there was no episode, but shout out to everybody who was hitting us up like, yo, what's, what's, what's that week in the NFL fit? when I look in, on the schedule and my Giants don't play and then I don't have to worry <laughs> about two teams. You thanks, know? thanks. It's like only the Lakers are trash. Shout out to, to the bye week. Know? Shout out to the bye week. But um, man, you know, it was crazy. And uh, before we get into it, I just want to shout out Himalayan Media Group. Uh, well, Himalayan Media Group. Let me rewind that. Before we get started, I want to just say uh, shout out to Himalaya, man. If you listen to this on any podcast platform, we hope you listen to Himalaya because I am somebody who listens to a ton of podcasts. And the good thing about Himalaya is that, you know, you can we listen got to options. it. With, yeah, there's mad options, bro. Like, even if, like, you're into Slam and you're into the Kazanovic show, you can listen to lots of shows like the Kazanovic show. If there's a sports vertical that you like, politics, music, You make news, your own list and you roll. It's, it's roll awesome, it. man. So uh, shout out to Himalaya. And uh, it's free, it's easy, so make sure you download the app. And, uh, you know, if you like the Kazanovic show, give us a nice little rating and then, you know, tell, tell yeah, a friend to tell a friend. everyone saying, you know, Kazanovic, yeah. great show. Yeah. They're like, if you follow them, you know. If you don't follow us, and that was kind of that was kind of the good. You also know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's another thing. The, the famous slash infamous Kazanovic. So uh, let's, let's get right into it, man. We missed last week. We missed last week. <laughs> but we got shit done. We got a lot of shit done. So yes. before we, we continue, we have a very special guest. Guests on you the episode, two special guests, two special yes. guests on this episode. We got uh, artist Marlon Kraft joining us as well as uh, multiple multiple time wow <laughs> NBA All Star Carl Anthony Towns. You ran into Carl Anthony Towns right out in uh, L.A. Yes, How was that? Yes, sir. Um, he's a great, great kid. Yeah, like it's funny saying kid. He's only twenty three. Like it's so crazy to think. You about calling it. anybody kid is hilarious, considering you're like five nothing, <laughs> and Carl Anthony Towns is like I'm five stakes. a man child. <laughs> five stakes. Okay, right. I'm, I'm, I always compare myself for some reason because I like hating myself to Beyonce, <laughs> and she's five stakes. Ah, well, so there you, know you go. I'm Beyonce hype. Is there anything? <laughs> as long as he compares out to Beyonce, then you know. Yes. We're definitely good. Yes. But, um, but uh, no, Cat is great. We had a good conversation. Um, it was at the Gatorade Player of the Year Awards. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out Gatorade for having me out. This is my second year doing it, and um, he was great. Like. He just said what up and you know there's a lot of media there but he made sure he gave me more time and uh we talked about anything and everything yeah like especially you know mac and and his relationship with d-lo and and book and it's a good combo awesome awesome well we're gonna get right into it right now man kazimvik show slam media uh with special guest nba all-star minnesota timberwolves new jersey's own new carl jersey's anthony own towns carl anthony towns yes sir get into it Okay, so the first thing I want to ask you about, Cat, we got Cat on the show. Um, China, what happened in China? Because I saw your YouTube channel. Oh, some shit oh, yeah, went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I just I didn't know when you when you leave. I had two passports. And mm -hmm. My uh, my previous one, not my new one, had a uh, the visa in it. Right. The, the actual paperwork. And I didn't know you needed that. I thought it's 2019, China making all the iPhones and stuff while we're at it. So I'm thinking, well, right. it's all on my phone. I mean, I thought it's something that you know, as long as you have the visa number, yeah, you're good. You're good. You know, technology. Mm -hmm. But they're like, no, you need the actual document. So Damn. 
I had uh, someone from the Wolves mm-hmm. get on the next flight from my house wow. to bring my passport so I could leave the same day to China. But uh, the trip was trip looked lit. The trip it was, a was quick awesome. One. Yeah, when I got there, they still were like, oh, I don't know if we're going to let you in. I was like, but I have everything I need. Really? They were like, well, because your visa doesn't match your new passport number and whatever. But it was fun. It was, it was a fun trip. I had fun. I made it in. You sang a little bit? I did. What was that like? I don't know. I was just having fun. I'm, I'm a, you know, it's really awesome that I get to do this YouTube with uh, a close friend of mine, Chucky Anthony. He does all my. He's your photographer. Yeah, does, you know, all my content. He's a content creator of everything, and uh, the fancy is all thanks to his hard work and dedication to, uh, you know, really showcasing me a little more. And uh, you know, uh, the YouTube channel was really made to really give fans more of uh, an inside look into my life, into my right. personality. You know, right. they always see the fire and the, you know, yelling at refs and everything during games, but you know, they don't they really see get to see me. They see you dropping double doubles, yeah. so they, they want to know a little more. Yeah, they don't get to really see my personality. I'm a goofball, so again, to see that YouTube channel, I really get to see how I really am off the court. I think it gives fans a better insight into who I am and, uh, you know, hopefully it gives kids more confidence to come up to me when I'm uh, yeah, I love it. You know, I've, I've, I've been watching. I watched some episodes. Um, and you, you know, like you said, you're big, you're big on a lot of different things. And fashion is one of them. What are the top three things you have to travel with on season, off season? Yeah. Um, definitely. I always travel usually with a, a Gillette, like a razor. Uh-huh. Just because you, you're always on the road so much, you got to be looking fresh. You got to be groomed right now. Two, I always travel with some jewelry all the time. Right. I like jewelry. I'm Dominican. I like flashy. I like See, the you flash. Have to I like the you flash. Have to yeah. we do. And uh, third and foremost, uh, you know, I always travel with some good cologne. I like always. Smell. Gotta smell good. I like to smell good. Gotta I smell, smell good. good. I feel my your kick game ain't bad either. Nah, my kick game's straight. My kick game is straight. I just, I like, you know, I like shoes. I like fashion, you know. But you know, like everyone else, you know. I don't really go by the trend. I go by what I make. What you, know, you like? I make the way. I'm not about uh, being on the way. I'm not making the way. You know? So uh, it's cool. Everyone rides away. I'm trying to make tsunamis. He's trying to make tsunamis, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk about you just got back from Vegas from Summer League. Yes, I did. Anyone that you were really hyped to see? Anyone? You know, there's a lot of talk about guards being ruling the, the league yeah. and you're a big man and you put in work day in and day out is there anyone like that you're excited to see right now um, I mean I'm, I'm always excited to see what the game of basketball is changing into. You right. know, uh, it's exciting to see you know, so much talent and, uh, so much athleticism so much uh, different style of games being played you know, and, way we play now so much different than the 90s and right. the way we played in the 2000s different than what we play now so it's evolving hey, you know it's evolving every day yeah. and it's just great you know it's always great to see that you know the, you look at basketball in essence it's such a simple sport mm-hmm. you know putting an orange basketball in the hoop but just yeah. to see that throughout the years it's been feeling like the game's been changing but it's been the same the whole time right you know so it's cool to see how it's evolved and how it's uh, gotten better and how the, the criteria for the job has changed ever so slightly yeah so you know i always say my your off season is my on season off season there's so much going on around the league and you know i'm i'm from new york so i'm cool with with d and tone and those guys you know like they're they're out here now and you know so many things changed and 
a lot of people were saying, ooh, Kat posted loading on his page or whatever. And in my head, I'm like, they're friends. They support each other. Yeah. You, Dev, you know, Book, yeah. D-Lo, when, when you guys signed, when you and Devin signed, obviously D-Lo was hyping that up. When one of you, make, you know, you make the all-star team, that's a hype up. So yeah. in my head, I was like, that's just you being his friend. Yeah. So what's that, what's that relationship like? I mean, uh, me and D have, uh, we've gone back a couple a couple of years, a lot of years, and you know we've we've been in the, we've been through the war of recruiting process. We've been through the war of being uh, taking our teams in high school to the next level, of winning championships. And we've uh, obviously taken the next step, which is being the number one, number two pick in the draft. And, um, you know, we, uh, me, him, and Dev, we've known each other for so long and uh, competed against each other for so long, and you know we just each other's vibes and you know, that's why we're good friends to this day you know it starts off with the energy and the energy was right between all of us and you know it just carried out you know very fortunate that you know our friendship hasn't uh, hasn't died out right throughout the years it's only gotten stronger so i'm uh, very appreciative for my brothers and, you guys are like the big three but not on the court there we go yeah. um yeah so you know like you, those are relationships that you grow with and you evolve with and i just think you guys are happy to see each other succeed absolutely i mean we have no problem you know it's such a weird thing you know uh fans and stuff uh, don't ever, don't ever, they don't ever want you to be supportive of no. another player because of competition or because of whatever the case a fan thinks on that day. But you know, I, I'll be the first one to throw a D book jersey on or throw a D'Angelo Russell jersey on uh, because I support them like that. They're my brothers, and regardless of what fans think or whatever the case but it is, and they don't, they only know what they know about the basketball side. They don't know about the personal life, and those are my guys. So. I'm just happy for uh, D'Angelo throughout this free agency that he really got what he wanted and um, he was able to, you know, he's happy, you know, he got, you know, he's able to take care of his family, tone, everybody, uh, with generational money, you know, generation changing money. Absolutely. You know, you won this and I, I saw your speech when you did and you were just a kid and I, I might have cried a little bit. I might have had a few tears. It wasn't a long speech, but it was it was it was a great speech. And you you mentioned how hard it was at times, yeah. you know, and, and your parents being there for you, yeah. your mom especially. Of course, you know it's uh, you know, for my mom, you know, her immigrating to you know here to America from DR, and you know having my dad having a, a luxury you know luxurious uh, career in college, and you know coming up short in the NBA because of injury, you know, there's a lot of uh, things that could have went sideways for me. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, was, I had two loving parents, and I, you know, through everything, I'm, I'm very glad that, in a way, it's weird, but I'm glad that my parents struggled the way they did, and I struggled the way I did, because it really gave me a true understanding of the value of love and friendships and uh, understanding people and why money is not important. Right. Um, so I, I think that I'm at this point with new contract, whatever the case may be, with everything, but I don't you value look at the money. I don't value the money. I value more of the opportunity to go do what I love to do. I value my job. I value the opportunities. Um, those are the things that I see as uh, as And that's what as the wealth, Skaterade program as well. is doing. And that's what I love these things. That's You're here every year. Every year because, you know, um, money comes and goes. I think the true wealth you can give someone is knowledge, time, and wisdom, you know, and opportunity, and I think that Gator is doing all those, and that's why it's 
it's so such an honor of mine to be part of the Gatorade family because they match my morals and values uh, so seamlessly that I know when I ever look back and, and uh, you know it's it's funny you drink the Gatorade but you don't really know the people it's just it's just the same way for fans with us with basketball players they see us playing basketball they don't really know who we are off the court for me to have drunk the product for so long and have it been the uh, source of my electrolytes or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, you're, I'm, just, I'm just, glad. You know, yeah. just, and then now I get to really know what the company stands for. And, um, right. I'm glad you're, you're shedding light on that. And, you know, on a more personal note, um, I remember where, where I was in September uh, when we lost Mac. And yeah. I know you guys, you talked about this and your post was very emotional. Um, what was that friendship? What did that friendship do for you? I mean, it just taught me a lot. You know, uh, me and Mac had uh, been really close friends for a while. And uh, it was just one of those things that really shows you how the value of life and really being there for your people and stuff. You know, when you go through stuff like that, you always wish you could have did more. But, you know... Um, it was a good soul. It was an amazing soul. Guy was one of a kind. And, uh, you know, I cherish the moments I had with him. And it, it taught me a lot of wisdom. It taught me a lot of things that... Um, you know, it's, it's a hard lesson to learn, but something that you got to learn uh, uh, sometimes the easy way, and I had to learn the hard way. So I'm um, very fortunate I had Mac um, for the times. I was struggling. I was happy I was there for him when he was struggling. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it was just, it was, I guess it was just this time. He needed, uh, we needed him somewhere else, so I'm very happy for him. Uh, I'm very happy that the fans get a great catalog of music. Absolutely. I'm happy that the fans get to feel his energy every single day. It just shows you just how much of a legend he truly is that uh, his energy hasn't faded away at all since his passing. It's, been, uh, it's only been growing amplified, and, yeah. and, and amplified. And, uh, you know, uh, we always talked about uh, we always talked about legacy. Mm -hmm. and he always felt his legacy was going to be really remembered when he was gone. And, he was right. He was right. <laughs> he was, he was right. It. He you're, it right. You're building your own, and you're amazing. Thank Appreciate you so much. It. Thank you. Much love. And uh, welcome back, man. Shout out to Carl Anthony Towns. It sounds like a great talk, man. It sounds like he's in good spirits this year. Yeah, he's, you know, he's excited about the season. He's a big man. He's excited to see other big men yeah. emerging. Hopefully Zion, you know, Absolutely. Like those guys. Um, but yeah, should be should be a good one. Should It'll be, be interesting season. to see where they go this year, man. I'm really interested in the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think you know he's at that point where he should be able to take them to new heights. So I'm excited to see that. I think he'll do it. Yeah, shout out Gatorade again for having us out. And let's get to our second guest. Who's we have another guest us. in here. Oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. Shout out to and he came with we came with gifts. <laughs> shout out to the halal guys. You know what I mean? I missed his listening session a few weeks ago. But uh, I wanted to get him in here because, like myself, he's a huge Knicks fan, <laughs> a sad yes, Knicks fan. Yeah. And, oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> Marlon Kraft is in the building. Shout out to Marlon Kraft. Shout Welcome out. to Thank you, the Cass Effect Show. It is, wow. a, is a, it is a standout uh, standing ovation you get Appreciate <laughs> when you go into the arena, Love. man. I feel it. Yeah. So, uh, Marlon, you know, t tell us a little bit about your music, man, before we get into some real hoop stuff. I know, you know. Just drop a fun house mirror that dropped on June 18th, yep. 2019. Tell me a little bit about that. Man, so this is my debut album. It's like my debut studio album. I've done projects before, but this is like the first real album. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's just like authentic stuff. I'm a New York kid. I grew up on hip hop and basketball. And so it's in my roots. And this album is kind of me taking 
that New York influence and kind of, you know, putting a lot of jazz instrumentation and different things on top of it. My mm-hmm. father's a jazz percussionist, so I was kind of influenced by that and, and kind of like blending this sort of traditional uh, boom bap roots from whence I came that people kind of knew me for and really yeah. creating my own sound here um, and kind of like announcing myself on the stage as, as a complete artist, you know what I mean, and not just someone you randomly see on a freestyle every once in a while. Now, you, uh, put, out, you put out a lot of projects before, but they always say that it takes your entire life to, to drop your debut album. Do you feel like that was the case with, with uh, Funhouse Mirror? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, the the album is a lot of, like, personal narrative. It's a lot about, like, my own struggles and, like, finding myself dealing with anxiety and depression, figuring out, like, who I am, who I want to be as an artist and as a man and all these things. And then there's just a lot of, like, New York... Uh, can I curse on here? Oh, please. Yeah, all right. yeah, curse yeah, of a I fucking was, storm. Yeah, there's a lot of like, <laughs> yeah. And then there's a lot of like New York fuck you on it. And then yeah. there's some sociopolitical stuff and shit and whatever. So it's like, it's just all of the kind of people that know me, like, know it's like everything kind of it's about me is embodied there. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's now we were speaking a little bit before uh, we got on the air that you, and you mentioned it just now that you grew up on not just, you know, music and instrumentation. You grew up on hoops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and sir. we was pointing at the wall. If you ever been to the Slam headquarters, uh, you know, you, you would see this. The wall. The wall of, of collectible Slam covers. And you immediately pointed to your man, rookie year question mark, Jason Williams, because you said when you used to hoop, people used to call you white chocolate. And even know, you didn't even know who Jason Williams was yet. Can you talk about that story? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, everywhere... I just got, I played ball when I was growing up around the city and I played for the church. I played for Riverside Church. And oh, the, yeah, Riverside stuff. Yeah, so like, and so, you know, I was the only white kid in a lot of situations. <laughs> so it would always be, I'll be doing my thing and then every time it would just be like, white chalk, whatever. It took me a while. I just thought it was like some clever, like, okay, I get it. You know, <laughs> but I didn't know it was like a, a dude who really like, owned that moniker which is why he got the name though yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were out here getting buckets though yeah yeah That's yeah no nah, i had game i'm washed now though <laughs> wow. i mean welcome welcome. Club, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a hard it's a hard thing to to yeah. come to grips with i finally good i'm there this year this is the year that i've admitted Woo! that i'm washed oh i've yeah. been i've been there for a couple years now yeah. i've been there for a couple years i played after you played a few oh, men's leagues it. yeah it's just like mm. yeah 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 but um yeah, so you play at Riverside Church, so you must have played with some high D one or eventual D one guys, right? Yeah, I used to play against Kyle Anderson a lot. Ooh. Okay. Um, I used to play who else? A lot of guys that were real good in college. A lot of guys that like were the best back then, but then didn't. I played against Mo Harkless before. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of guys. I don't know. I met Kemba. I did like a shadow day at Rice. I almost mm. went to Rice because my my coach. What high school did you end up at? I went to Beacon, which is just a post school. Our basketball team was really whack. So, <laughs> love to everyone that played with me. I love yeah. y'all. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was that like. That person's probably going to listen to this mad hype, like, oh, snap, Marlon's on slam. And he's like, yeah, y'all suck. But <laughs> not in, not in, though. Yeah, it was like, not. Nah, it was weird. It was hard finding the balance of, like, the good basketball team, the good academics. Yeah. And I went with the academics, like, underestimating how bad the basketball would be. So, it was kind of <laughs> like me averaging 20 and, like, and just struggling a little bit with the with the squad, but yeah. it was it was it was fun. But you got but you got that summer experience with Riverside Church and other AU teams, right? What was yeah. that experience like? It was amazing. I mean, like the transition. I started when I was like young, and then I did it from probably like eleven to like sixteen, seventeen. Uh-huh. And um, I played with Riverside and the Metro Hawks, 
and we were playing against like the Gauchos, New Heights, all them. So it was amazing, man. I played and I seen how intense it got from the like from when I got there at eleven to like from middle school to high school. Once it gets to high school, it's just no more games. Oh, it's it's not a game after that point. No, it's and a it, business almost. No, it really is. It's actually a lot about it that's kind of like icky, like you know what I'm saying. It's Ooh, so, talk like, to me about it, because I was I was gonna I was gonna get into that later, because I just did uh I just did the Peace Jam uh, uh-huh. this past weekend. I did, uh, you know, commentary and, and you're having fun out there and like the kids yeah. are into it and like and they just looking around. It's like it's so many cameras. It's so much money being exchanged. And you're just like, there's so these much kids don't get around. nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it real. I don't really know how these kids deal with it because I remember like there wasn't really social media like that when I was playing. Yeah. And there was this one site. It was like. NYC NJ Hoops or some shit I was like on that. NYC, NJ Hoops. I wanted I to be day. on that shit so bad. That was all I cared about. That's what about, I knew bro. I was on. I was like, all right, bro. Man. I was like a top like 150 yeah. or 200 yeah. in the city. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I was good enough with that. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll take yeah. 200 yeah. in the city or something. I, got, I made it to 44 on that shit. And nice. I was like, can't oh. nobody tell me shit. <laughs> I was, but that was, but when I was young, like, that's all I wanted to see was like a write up on there. Yeah. And like, you know, there was no like film in the games really. Like, so it was, so now you have all these like hoop mixtape and all this stuff. I'll be watching, but yeah. it's like, and then these kids got their followers up crazy. There's, like, yeah, there's like different demographics now. Like every time we have someone on the show, like especially the older heads, like we had Darius Miles. First, yeah, we had Darius Miles as the first guest, and, and like Jack. we always we always ask about that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it would have been game over if if we grew up with all that hype and yeah, social media yeah. and like all these followers." Like, I remember like when the kids were out here, high school kids, and it was like. Um, it was Zaire, D-Wade's son. Zaire Wade, yeah. Yeah, and it was um, a bunch of, like, Mikey and a bunch of other guys. And they're 15. They have, like, almost a million followers. Oh, Bron got a cool, Bron kid got a cool million followers. Yeah, but that's Bron's kid. I'm uh, talking about, like, Zaire's friends, like, had their own, like, a oh, for shitload sure. of followers. So yeah. I, I, became, I became a big fan of this kid, uh, Jalen Green, over the past weekend. Okay. Jalen Green's the number three ranked uh, player in the country right now, going to be a senior. And I'm just watching him the whole weekend. He played on Team Why Not, which is Russell Westbrook's team. Okay. And this is the cool part about the Nike EYBL, right? Like, all, like, their Nike athletes have, like, team, like, players, sponsored teams. So, yeah. you got, like, Chris has Team Melo. Right. You got Chris Paul's team. Right. You got KD's team. Bronze right. team. Straw for Greatness. All that How other stuff. How old is the kid? He's Jaylen? about to be a senior. So, um, he's going to his senior. He has to be, what, 16, 17? Right? So, at the Gatorade thing, mm-hmm. last year I met R.J. Barrett, and uh-huh. R.J. won it, and he was talking about going into the league. And this year I met James Weissman. Yes, yes, uh, going to Memphis this yes, year. Yes, just turned 18, and uh, what a kid. Like, he, like, you know, his trainer, his trainer, mentor, coach is Penny Hardaway. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, man. That's, that's crazy. I went and, uh, you know, I did I did uh, the play-by-play for Jordan Brand Classic this year, so I got to, like, meet James and all those guys. And count it's on so, Kaz, count on Kaz. I, I, I didn't even call you Clout on Vic today, all right? So let me, <laughs> we'll, let get, me, we'll get there. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, um, you know, like, to, to, that, to your earlier point, you talk to these kids who come in with the social media, but, like, now they're so – prepared for it like James Wiseman and Cole Anthony specifically stood out to me I feel like I'm talking to grown adults I'm like yo yeah. these are teenagers yeah you know what I mean yeah. so I, like for you you know you had like a, a little name in the city and had to do low press sometimes like how do you think you would have handled that if like you know you kind of coming up and you could 
have like five hundred thousand Instagram followers for your for your. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know because, bro, even like on the PSA website, I used to go look at my stats and stuff, yeah. and it's like you can't help it. And I don't know how, and it, it it's not really healthy. Like it's very results oriented, and I don't really know like how I would deal with it. Even as a rapper now, bro, I'd be watching these follows go up, bro. Yeah. That shit feels good. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, good. and I hate that it feels good. Like you know what I mean? But uh, it's like it's just a lot to wrestle with there. So as a kid. Like, getting that type of thing. And then you still have to be hungry in the gym every day. Yeah. But it's cool. I think that all the, the players have their own shit. There was, when I was a kid, the dopest shit was Jay-Z had a team. I don't know. Do you remember this? Jay-Z had a team for, like, a year. And it was okay. called, it was when he did the sneaker deal with uh, uh, Reebok. Reebok. Yeah. It was called S. Carter Elite. And they had the flyest shit. <laughs> they had the coolest jerseys. Yeah. They won the. They won nationals. They won every game by thirty. Jeez. They had every kid in the, in the city and like whatever. And that we thought that was like the coolest thing. And now to see where it's grown, I, he. I guess he kind of pioneered that, which is another thing that he pioneered. But he, because now it's seeing everybody, all the players have their own programs and stuff like for that. Sure. That was home, the first one yeah. I remember. Yeah, man, it's like it's like Game of Thrones for them now. Like, like everyone doing is so summer. involved. Yeah, like Tuesday, um, I yesterday, Mamba Academy had their celebrity game. I saw like, that. Two chains, yeah. YG, like everyone comes out. Um, and they invited us, by the way, and I was like, yeah, we had to do the show. Yeah, like, it would have been nice. Be <laughs> but, but yeah, we were both out for so long, but. Yeah. Um, it's such it's such a community now. Like everyone everyone's involved. Whatever they can do, like even people who don't really play, uh, like you know musicians are, yeah. are there who don't. You know, they're, I see like just Machine Gun Kelly in there. Yeah, and like yeah. Tiana was there. Home. Tiana didn't yeah. play, but Tiana was just you know supporting. So. That's dope. That's dope. It's you were tight, really out though, here, huh? Yeah, I was out here a little bit. I mean, I wasn't in case like I've said it funny if my if my uh, high school teammates <laughs> were listening, if my AAU teammates were listening, like I don't want to front too crazy. Like I, <laughs> I wasn't out here like you know you know killing all over the place, but I was good. I started on on a good AAU team and yeah. and, and I could play and I could play in high school so too. What was your game like? I know people. You said people used to call you white. Guess what my game like. was like. <laughs> Guess lots of dribbling, lots shooting, of nah, shooting. I'm oh, a shooter. Oh, bro. okay. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Nah, I, I play, but uh, yeah, I was a shooter. I was a shooter. I played, um, I played a really good defense AAU in high school. My defense kind of fell off because I had to do all the scoring. Yeah, and it wasn't. But I was like, I was like shooter. I would like if I was like in some alternate universe where I was the most incredible possible form of my game, okay. it would be like Clay Thompson. Got it. So you're a three oh, and D guy. Three yeah. and D ran around lots of screens. Catch and shoot. Catch yeah. and shoot. Yeah, but off the dribble too. I had a quick first step. I was slow, but I had a quick first step. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You got the first step, but they'll they'll get back in front of you eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever seen exactly. Clay dribble? Uh, hey, listen, I've seen Clay try to dunk lots of times. It's, it's a, <laughs> in China? It's a it's a it's an adventure each and every time, man. I'll tell you this much. Um, so how do you take, you know, your your I guess your background in hooping and apply that to your music? Like how does that help out? Hoops taught me so much, bro. I mean, being a kid in the city, like that's how I got to see everything. You mm. know what I mean? Because I was I'm from Hell's Kitchen, which was a diverse place at the time. Like even within the context of my building, I grew up with different types of kids. Yeah. But then I was going to like school on the Upper West Side with like a lot of rich white kids, and then I would go to Harlem in the South Bronx, and I would be like the only white boy there on the team going to. You sound running. like me. The, the whole <laughs> right. And so it was like a real. Uh, and I and I learned like at a young age about you know it was like why is it like this in one space why is it not yeah. why I would I would see how like my friends in different environments had 
similar traits or similar goals or just as much fortitude as each other or not as much fortitude and like it was just unequal in terms of like mm. the opportunity in terms of like you know just a lot of where a lot of these cats would end up especially like when you see really where they end up because the best hoopers that i ever play with you've never heard of no, like, they don't get opportunity you man. know what i mean right. like they washed or they got in trouble with the law or whatever it is so like that that shit taught me everything about life and just about the world and, and about all these things that would eventually influence my music and from a hip-hop perspective most of like so much shit that I got into was from riding around in my coach's car, yeah. going from tournament to tournament. He's slapping some shit. I'm like, I'm writing this down because I'm getting on LimeWire when I get back <laughs> to the crib. Download and the I'm instrumental, gone, bro. He was what put me on Old Hove. He used to bump Old really? Hove like crazy, and like I was, you know, I was like, oh, I got it. What is what is Lyricism. this shit? Yeah. I was about to say. So, what came first for you? Was it hooping or was it was it rapping? It, you know, it was like it was kind of both because there was like the older homies put me on, put me on rap. Well. Rapping, it was hooping first. I yeah. didn't really rap myself till later, but in terms of hip hop and hooping, they put me on at the court. Like I was at the court trying to be cool like them and just whatever they were into. Mm -hmm. And they was like listening to this, and it was like Stillmatic, Eminem show, like shit like that. So it was, wow. it was, it was that, the two were always intertwined. So you only look eighteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, I'm a little. I'm I'm 26. Mm. Oh my age. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There it is. There we go. It works out, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so tell me a little bit. Uh, you, it's funny because you know you played for Riverside Church, was an AAU team that you know travels the country, and now you tour. You know, what I mean, as an artist, yeah. you know, what has what was what what did travel life in the AAU circuit prepare you for about tour life? Man. Well, I'll tell you, like... No groupies, I guess. Well, yeah. it depends. <laughs> yeah, listen. So, White chocolate? They lying to you. Some White of these rappers chocolate. lying to you about their tour life. It's a lot of similarities. <laughs> but I... I uh, yeah, well, for me, like, not to be all heavy with it, uh, but, like I, like, I had anxiety bad as a kid, and one of the things that was hard for me was sleeping other places. Okay. And so it was a real challenge. Like, those were my first, like, tests at that, like, those trips. I'd be on one hour sleep playing four games a day yeah. like you know what i'm saying like really like struggling but it let me know i could push myself and do shit like that mm. and it gave me the strength to be like when i was went after rapping to know that like fuck it like i could do i could make it do what it do like if i love it enough like i'm gonna, I'm gonna make it do what it do so that that was kind of you know but and then the tour life for me so far at least has not been more glamorous because i ain't that on yet <laughs> but like when you know it's it's similar though it's like hotels you with your homies it feels like a team that tour group that right, you with. i was about to ask you like sometimes you know that's the difference like when you write your music you have your your homies around you right or yeah. sometimes you have your alone time and that's kind of like what playing ball is and and like you said like going playing other places like you have your team with you yeah so yeah it's kind of that you know that but, feel the same feel yeah but the difference i think for me is like can't nobody not let you get your shit off when you're doing your music yeah like right. you know what i'm saying right. like it's always like yo this coach not playing me and this person or i got to fight with this or i felt like the rock wasn't coming my way yeah. or if we would have played better defense and that's the beauty of it in the sense of like when you win it's as a team and everyone had to carry their weight but I think, and Your it's craft and it's, is yours. Yeah. yeah, in terms of like, there's I need everybody. You know, I'm more like the coach. Like I need everybody. I need all my musician homies, my producer friends. Mm -hmm. I need everybody. But at the end of the day, it's like my vision, and nobody's gonna be like, "Yo, like you coming out the game?" Like, right. wow. like nah, you know what I mean? Like so, so I like that type you of control. You are the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. But that's 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 incredible here, man. So I mean, you know. 
We're suffering Knicks fans. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, first of all, before we get into it, uh, rate this offseason mm, one to ten. You give me your rating, Knicks. and then I'll give and you then, mine. Then, yes. And then, and then we'll, I want to get And yours. then we'll discuss why for each. The rating based on, like, and the And then I'll Knicks remind moves. you that Anthony Davis is a Laker. Stri- uh, continue. Uh, must be nice. <laughs> based on the Nick, what the Knicks did. Just strictly basketball, like, as a, as a person who knows hoops. Yeah. Yes. Who's not just like, oh, man, we didn't get the big Star stars. Star power, like, yeah. The no, decisions no, no. that the Knicks right. front office made. Right, right. One to ten. Eight. Facts. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. don't. I yeah. don't hate that. I've been trying to tell people yeah. nobody wants to hear it because you know you're just stupid, optimistic Knicks fan, and the Knicks always fuck this up. But I'm like, yo, this is the first time I can't put it on the front office if they're not like they have to be. This is the first time they did competent things. Yep. Like they missed out on the big fish. They didn't go and be like. Let's go offer uh, Tobias Harris eight years, $900 million. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying no shots to Tobias Harris. Tobias yeah. Harris is a good player. But that's a typical Knicks move. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I like that the Knicks got some professionals. Yeah. Right? If you watch that Knicks team last year, and as much as I love Henry Ellison and Kadeem Allen and, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of these, like, journeymen, like, guys that came up through the G League, it's like, they're just learning to be professionals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Alfred Payton's not a name that jumps out of the screen, but, like, you know, he had a lot of triple-doubles last year. He's a solid point guard. He averages almost eight assists a game. Yeah. Julius Randle, you wouldn't know that he was one of the few, like, 20 and eight guys yeah. this season. You know what I'm saying? So, the, how how do you how would you, you know, rate them those moves as far as, like, each one? I think it's, it was real smart. Like, I, what have, I think – I thought KD was coming – Oh, and, you and me both. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like, yo, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, B.J. Armstrong, I'm snitching. B.J. Armstrong, <laughs> B.J. Armstrong's my man. He was a, he was a guest on the show. He was oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, my man. That's, that's my yeah, man. He, and you know he's tight with Scott Perry. Yeah. Right. So I was calling him, like, yo, what's going on, man? He was like, don't worry, bro. <laughs> you good. Don't worry. You're going to be all right. And then, you know, like, so, but I think. When he tore his Achilles, that was the day to be upset if you were Changed a Knicks everything. fan, right? Changed Not everything. the day when we didn't do what we always do. Like, to your point, do some dumb shit, sign somebody with a name and give them way too much money, hamstring ourselves. It's just an unfortunate reality that the rebuild actually started when we traded KP. Yeah. That's the unfortunate thing. Yeah. It's like, it might take five years from that day. Not, you know, but we, but the moves are still correct because we can get rid of the contracts are all short. They're all short. We have flexibility. All flexible. They got the Dallas draft picks. They got their own draft picks for the first time. Like, the real Knicks fuck up is being, like, hamstrung to two players that are either past their prime yeah. or making too much money. And, you know. I mean, with KP, you know, I was, I was in L.A. I was at the Players' Tribune thing, and I saw mm. Tim. My boy Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway, yes. Again, um, after a while. And he's like, yeah, you know, Vic, I just had my niece. Like, he was telling me about the surgery. And um, he said, you know, like, KP and I really wanted to be part of that comeback mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully he'll be here next month. He said that he would love to come through on yeah, the show as well. Through. Yeah, through. But, you know, the main thing for him was like, listen, we're with, with a good owner now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was... That was the one thing that he said, but he loved the city and he loved the team and he loved the fans and that's how KP felt and they wanted to be here. I mean, that's the but thing. But sometimes that, it doesn't, you know. That's the only thing that, that sucks as a Knicks fan. It's a team that drafted him. Yes, it's, one, it's a team that drafted you. And two, it, it proves that the Knicks pitch works. 
they just don't want to play for the guy who owns the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, of course. <laughs> like, yeah. everything, there's nothing, everything he about the KD and Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, he's just he who shall not be named at this point. Yeah. Like, KD and Kyrie, like, all the stuff that people were, like, pitching about, like, why they would come to New York was all correct. And they all did choose New York. Yeah. They were just like, all right, if I have my choice, would I, do I have to play for this dude? No. There's yeah. this other thing I could do in yeah. Brooklyn. So you're not you're not too mad about it, but I still think you know. But I'm gonna come clean, bro. I don't think I think like the Brooklyn. Everyone's talking all this shit, and as a as a Knicks fan, it gets me tight because yeah. like Brooklyn is the new team, in New York. But I'm not. You got four years on that contract, right? Mm-hmm. Year one, KD's out. Year two, KD's coming back. Yeah. Year four, everyone's chatting about where everyone's going after that. So you got one you year. You got one good year of bliss. Of bliss. <laughs> everyone coming in trying to win. And now with the Clippers, I think even if they were both healthy in terms of, like, the power rankings of the NBA right now, you're coming in, like, fourth or fifth. Like, you're not even up there, really. Nice. like that. So I, I, they're talking all this shit. I don't see it, man. I, I don't see it either. And and I love Kyrie. I always loved him. I, I think Kyrie would be the best robin in the in the game if he had a healthy kd yeah but we're assuming kd's gonna be kd when he gets back you know what i'm saying and even if he was that like Kawhi and pg together problem mm. lebron and ad together problem splash brothers still together and they got d'lo now problem mm-hmm. like nuggets problem jazz pro- like the only team that I wish the Rockets, my new favorite right. team on earth. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I'm a huge Russell Westbrook. Yo, player. I'm the I, I'm such a Russell Westbrook apologist. I die on, Me too. The, on, Me too. on the Westbrook Hill Bruh. every day. Like people want to talk geeks. about he can't close games, he does dumb shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. He can play I, for me any day. <laughs> nah, any I feel day. that. He's on the he's he's on my my top five. Like if I'm making like an all. You can play for me, Tia. I don't care about stats. It's I don't Russell care Westbrook. How, I don't care about how the chemistry Do works. Do you agree like, he's also, like, maybe the most athletic guard ever? Ever. No, he is. Yeah, he's, he's the most freak. athletic point guard ever. He's a freak. He's 30 years old, and he will dunk on you he's, here's the anytime. Thing. Here's the thing about and Russell anyone. Westbrook now, right? He's gotten – I think because of the contract he signed, he gets – like, people think he's overrated. And then after a while, when people... Who overrates him? People give him bad hate. I mean, they give him wild hate, but like by the time he's like 32, he's supposed to make like 40 million. Some wild number, right? So yeah. people are like, oh, we don't Everybody want that contract. Is. But who, that's what I'm saying. Like At that point, it's like, yo, will it matter if you're still like, you know, have a puncher's chance at an NBA championship? Absolutely. Like, why would you, why would it matter? Like, why would it care? But I don't know. If I'm putting together like five players who could play for me, like chemistry aside... Style of play aside, just like I like you, yeah, I feel like I can go to war with you. Like yes. you're a yeah. dog. Like Russell Westbrook is the number one guy. I agree. Nah, I agree. And I, I'm, not and mad I, at I'm that. very interested to see what that dynamic with James will be like because they they are really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's deeper than that with them, man. They go they go yeah, back. Yeah, they go right. back back. You know those mm. days in Oklahoma. So mm. in yeah. L.A. Even like, all these yeah. all these all these like Rockets fans now. They were like deleting, going back, deleting <laughs> shit. Like all this Westbrook slander they had. It's I was beautiful. just like, take care of my guy, man. Just take care of him. I don't know, man. They're going to need like multiple basketballs. <laughs> and the defense is the thing that worries me. Like, I don't know, because they don't play any D to be. I think Mike D'Antoni is just is the biggest con art. He's such really? That he's convinced that everyone that, that he has two, he has two, right? Coach of the years. He has two coach of the years. That's yeah. crazy, bro. And I got, <laughs> I got none. That's wild. <laughs> nah, nah, real real talk like cuz when he was with the Knicks man it, yeah. it's like fool's gold man it doesn't win in the playoffs you could run up the numbers in the regular season but Do you remember that yeah. season with the Lakers he had with yeah. the White oh my god I mean here's the thing I always said 
Mike D'Antoni is like the Marty Schottenheimer of basketball. It's like you're a very good offensive mind. Yeah. I don't think he could win a Super Bowl. I don't think he yeah. could win a championship. But like I would, I, I, you'd be the like if basketball players, if basketball teams had like offensive defensive coordinators. Yeah. You'd be the fucking Mona Lisa of offensive coordinators. Some, <laughs> someone bro. said. Someone Fuck. said. Imagine the scenario: Westbrook and Harden each in the game with nine rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> and you have, uh, what's his face at the free throw line? Um, Clint Capella. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happens? Who's getting it? I mean. What happens? But that's the thing, though. That's why I think it, it could work. I think it could work. I think it could work. I think a lot of people are down them. I think. Listen, Russ is great. Like, when Russ doesn't feel like he has, he has to do everything by himself, yeah. he's great. This will be, I mean, by, since, I don't know, it's, it's hard to tell because I've seen J- James Harden play off the ball. Like, I've seen him be like a straight-up two-guard catch-and-shoot I don't think guy. James, like, James Hat is, was so good. I don't think he needs to score 60 every game. No, I, don't, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think Westbrook needs to get a triple-double every game. No. I think yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if, you got, if your best rebounders are your backcourt, like, people don't understand how many more possessions that gets you. Like, right. I don't need to uh, – uh, Clint Capella doesn't need to get a rebound and give an outlet and all this bullshit. Now, nah, like, Russell could just get it himself and go. Yeah. Harden could just get it himself and go. Yeah. And, like, why, why would you need to set up an offense when your guards are getting it and going and you just get fast break points all day long? And, you know, you could run James Harden a few screens. Like, Russell Westbrook's a strong dude. Like, you know, I think I think it'll be all right. I think the Rockets will be all right. I don't know if they'll win a championship, but I think they'll be fun as shit. Definitely a team I'm watching. Yeah, that, sure. that fucking that that runway to the game is gonna be looking like fashion. <laughs> <laughs> who's, get, who's getting me that Pelicans jersey though? Because I need one. Oh, which wait, wait, wait which one? Zion, uh, Alonzo, or Josh? Well, uh, Zion is, wasn't Those a Laker. Are all your, all your I just need my kids. All your kids. <laughs> I got you're right. Brandon Ingram. I got Zoe. I got Josh. Oh man. Oh man. So I see y'all kicking with them at the. Uh, you was at the uh, play. Was it play, uh, uninterrupted party? Right. So it was. It was. A Players Tribune the yeah. first night. That picture went a little viral, too. I saw YG so. three time, perform three times in the span of a <laughs> day and a half. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can see that. I can but, see that. No, he's great. Um, and then it was my second year also doing the Uninterrupted uh, SB's after party. Shout out to Uninterrupted, man. Shout out Uninterrupted. All the homies there. Yeah, the Jimmy, homies. Lee, everybody. I know, um, I know it's the Slam Podcast. We'll be fucking Uninterrupted. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah it's the homies. Um, um, yeah, so I saw the, the photo you took. It was you, Lonzo. Uh, Brandon, I wasn't in it. I, I just mean, told him took that, it. My yeah, fault. I took, Josh I, Hart. I, I play photographer, but I was just like, guys, because I was with Kyle. Kuzma. Yeah, uh, yeah I was at Kyle's table, and um, I was like, just get together, and then we put it on Slam, and it got a lot of love, mm. and then Kyle posted it, and I told him, you a bitch for not giving me photo credit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, he's he's great, and they all looked so cute, and and I was like, damn, like it's over. How how is Kuzma holding up right now? Kyle like, is great. Kyle's that? is is. Is is living his best life. You're my um, Lakers whisperer now, so I, yeah. I gotta know. I gotta know. He's what's living going his on. best life. And, Sherm's and left us for know, for Staples, for but, Staples <laughs> but shout out Sherm, man. Uh-huh. Um, but no, yeah, like Bron Bron walked in, uh, taller than everyone else in the room with Clearly. Rich uh, <laughs> in front of him, and I said what up, and he said what up to everyone, and him and Zoe like had a moment. So there's no like no bad blood, no bad blood. Yeah. It's all love. I feel like um, I think it's best for Zoe. I think it's best for Zoe for him to get yeah. away from LA and just kind of focus on hooping. Ho- focus on basketball, yeah. yeah, for sure. I think I think it's good, especially after all this BBB shit that happened. Yeah, I was yo listen. I was waving the BBB flag 
I was waving that big ball of brand flag for a minute. I'm like, black business, yes. I buy all the sneakers. I don't care, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. shit happens. Shit happens, yeah. bro. I'll, I'll, I'll never, I'll never clown them for trying to do some some game breaking shit. Like I'll never clown you. Like if you try to get it on your own and and you fail at it. Like if you if, if you, you don't try, then what's the point? Yeah, like if you shot for the moon and you and you missed by a little bit, like how do you clown that? Like it's easy to clown somebody who fucking you know. Who signs the Nike or whatever, and they don't live up to it. Nobody's like, oh man, Nike sucks. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They so, want to come for the for the black for the owned guy. business. For, the, for, for the little guy. Yeah. But, anyway. Um, yeah, and it was it was great. Ron was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he peeped our show. Did he? Slam. Oh boy, what did he, he did he did he have any any thoughts? He just he just said congrats. Nice. He said congrats. Okay. Um, he, the guy sees everything. I know he does. He sees everything. He knows <laughs> yeah. everything. But um. He was very nice. Ben was there. Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. um, AD. AD was very the quiet clutch and collective. Chill. Yeah, was it was the clutch collective. Exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, I was there with Rachel Nichols and Cassidy Hubberth, like all the ESPN ladies. Man. And they said, just you know, come sit with us. So I was, I ended up at Ron's table, and it was very chill. And then they brought like the the women's soccer team champions. Oh snap. Up on stage and they, they were still lit. Still, yes, <laughs> still it was lit, lit. All the ladies <laughs> got up on stage and and um, Maverick had a beautiful toast to give and nice. Braun followed it up with, you know, That's a lot of times this is why we made it. uninterrupted because, mm. you know, we wanted to give a voice to the player and you know, we're seen as the little guy, but we're giants. Yeah. And that was a really good moment, and they all toasted. And then um, he saw my, my my phone wallpaper of his number six jersey edit, <laughs> and he said, pull that back up. <laughs> and then, oh, that's fire. And then Rachel was like, I'll take a picture. I was like, okay. Aww, so nice. uh, it was a, it was a And that's the photo we all saw. And that, that was a cute little moment. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no big deal. Nice, nice, nice. But um, yeah, it was it was good. And then I got sick, so this is this is my this <laughs> and is now my you're recovering game. <laughs> you're my Pippin. Just just hold Listen, just I'll, hold I'll, me. I'll hold, I'll hold you through it, man. Just, just give us forty. That's all we need. Where's um, Gatorade? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out Gatorade by the way. They sent me like a nice. Yes, box. I got that too. The oh nice yeah, the nice little package. With the, with the yeah. headphones and the I should Gatorade probably drink that now. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you need. Hopefully, they didn't keep it in your fridge. Um, I was in Augusta, Georgia this past weekend. Uh, like I said, calling the uh, you Nike were hosting. I was hosting the Nike Peace Jam with. My he wasn't man. just there to be there. <laughs> he was running the shit. Ah, <laughs> well, that, I wouldn't say running it, but <laughs> shout out to the swoosh, always showing me love. And um, you know, my man Van Lathan from TMZ, uh, Brooke Weisbrock from ESPN, and uh, what's and it like down there? I was about to say we could we could all discuss this because mm-hmm. we all have you know sort of uh, youth basketball experience, but it, it felt like I was just watching the future of the league mm. like wow. all these kids like every what are the ages again uh there was a set there was uh 15 under 16 under and 17 Excuse another and um first game i went to go see was was braun jr wow. and a strive for greatness team and he was playing a year up just you know i think it was like a 16 under team he's like 15 or 14 how tall is he now like six he's like two, a good six, six one three? six two okay. yeah and he's okay. he, he looked swole and the, the game i saw you could tell he was younger than everybody, but uh, he didn't dominate and anything like that. But you could tell because everyone was like kind of bigger. But he thought the game so well, mm. and you're just looking at him like, damn. And you it can was tell like he's coached by dad. Yeah, bro, it was like watching a rock star walk into wow. a gym, bro. I'm like, this kid has not even started high school yet. Oh man, and this shit is it's wall 15? to wall, yeah. fucking. You can't even find a seat. And mind you, so I had to pass, and I'm sitting next to the seat where all the college coaches, and then it's. 
Calipari, Bayheim, Penny Hardaway, Jawan Howard, fucking uh, scouting. Uh, just, just all of them. That's it was up. all so every you, I was with one. senior and you were with junior. I was with the junior <laughs> exactly. Oh, and uh God, who else is over like every literally every top coach, Arizona, Butler, St. John's, Duke, North Carolina, everybody Hubert Davis is out there. Do you remember this Crazy. hype being like this, like when Braun was like coming up? I mean, I wasn't really so in by the time I was late in high school, I wasn't really like out and about and I remember when, LeBron hype. And then, but I remember, oh, I remember LeBron hype. I was in middle school for that LeBron stuff. Mm-hmm. So for that, I was a little young. Like, I was like, I remember it, but everyone was just like, this is the new guy and he's the shit. Yeah. Like, right, that yeah, was yeah, it. Right. It's going to be, it's, he's like the next Jordan. That was what, the, yes. the, that was the, the comparison. I got, I, got a, I got a quick whiff of the LeBron hype. My sophomore year was his senior year. Uh-huh. And uh, I played at St. Patrick's in Jersey. And we were playing at the primetime shootout. And the primetime shootout was in Trenton was his first game back after wow. the Hummer, after the, the Jersey, whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. So he came back and he played against the Westchester, who I'll never forget it because Trevor Ariza was on that team. And Trevor Ariza was like the highly ranked dude on that yeah, team. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. So, and mind you, like the Braun hype was already like out of control. And th- this game was on ESPN and everybody was watching this shit. And I'll just remember just on the side, just like, He's a man amongst boys. Like I'm like, there's no way he's 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 two years older than me. Like yeah. And but even seeing that then, it's nothing compared. To it's what nothing it compared to what it is now. Yo, yeah. there's videos. They make mixtapes. They of have Ronnie. Like, even more. They have like camera crews. Like it was. It's like watching. Him. It's like watching like a TNT presentation. Like right. during timeouts, they rush on the court. Like fucking like it's camera crazy, right in their face. Man. Like and the you steady know cams, all that. I'm like, yo, there's like nine. You know, people just doing cameras. You know who was the one kid that had the biggest hype actually around my age? Uh, it was another St. Pat's guy. It was uh, Michael Gilchrist. My kid Gilchrist, uh, I remember. Gilchrist. He was yeah. only Gilchrist back then. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yes, it was, it was Mike Gilchrist was, back then. I don't then. know. I don't remember when the kid came, but but the but yeah, he was. That was they talked about him. Like I that. remember they yeah. talked him like he was the next Braun. Yeah, no, I they, remember they, that. they really did. Yeah, like, uh, it's crazy to listen to now, but like you go back and listen and watch those. Uh, Know those scout reports, whatever. Like, and mind you, he's on the same team as Kyrie Irving, right. and yeah. Kyrie's younger than him, and like he was still good. But like the whole hype was like, nah, this kid getting yeah. killed, Chris. He's the next shit. And yeah. it was almost because like he just played so fucking hard. Like he played hard like LeBron. Like yeah. I'm talking about like physical, and physically, and, like yeah. on the break when he was he just so defensive. Fucking, he was like a defensive dynamo, and he played smart, yeah. and he was just ma- mad more athletic than everybody. So you can see why people made like the. The young LeBron comparisons, but I just think that we saw what LeBron turned into. Yeah. So when you hear like Mike Gilchrist, the next LeBron, it's like it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, but like yeah, if yeah. you watch LeBron play in high school, outside of like the super flashy passes, like yeah. sort of a similar game, yeah. like yeah, six yeah. seven six eight ram point to so all that shit. It's crazy what like injuries and like hype and like where you go to yeah, school and the time. situation you land in, yeah. like. Yeah. It can mean anything. But. Like, I just, I, you know, it's so crazy because I realized there are people, there's a whole demographic that watches, like, these kids, and they don't really care about the NBA. I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I get it. <laughs> like, like, I was at the finals of that game. You don't care about the NBA, and you just care about what, like, can you explain Cause what, every, what that is? I'll like? tell you. I'll tell you, right? Like, I, I totally got it because I thought the same thing as you did. Uh-huh. I was like, damn, there's really people out here who just follow high school basketball and don't give a shit about anything right. else. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's wrong with that? I'm like, y'all creepy as hell. But, like, <laughs> I'm, I was sitting there. I was, court, I was courtside at, at the Peace Jam, and, like, mind you, all these NBA player-backed teams are essentially – 
the super teams of high school. Yeah. Like, you read, like, every kid's biography. Like, I'm looking at Team Why Not. It's like, boom, Jalen Green, top three in the country. Boom, this kid, Addison uh, Carpenter uh, or Cartwright, whatever. This kid, Addison from Canada, number one player in Canada. Right. Boom, two kids from Matter Day High School. One's top 10, another's top 15, and they're playing a year younger. Yeah. Boom. And it's like all these kids, nobody, once you got past the quarterfinals, Nobody was lower than the top 25 kid. Yeah. And it was like the same, like six teams, maybe. There was, there was Team Why Not. There was uh, Mo Can Elite, which was Trey Young, like Michael Porter Jr.'s uh-huh. team. And there's, uh, you know, Boo, Boo Williams, which is like, you know, you, you remember, yeah, Boo I remember Boo Williams. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, saw, I was like, Boo Williams is in this? Yeah, I'm like, damn, they're yeah. still going strong. Yeah. And then um, I forgot the other team that was in the quarterfinals, but it's, it's crazy just to see how massive it's gotten. Like, so I, I I called the 16 and under championship, and it was double overtime win. And Blake Griffin is sitting oh. there in in on court side, whatever. And uh, this kid AJ KJ Adams, who hit the game winner in overtime to win the 16 under championship, and you see Blake Griffin bum rush every like just the most excitement I've seen out of Blake Griffin's wow. face, yeah. <laughs> probably ever, probably ever. Like the most happy I've seen that dude. And then you see that shit, and he's like. I get I, it. Co- I totally, I totally get, get it. it I totally yeah. get it, man. No, like yeah. the game is still fun. Yes. Like even like and, with all and the crazy. All these NBA guys are involved. Yeah. Like it's the, you know like yeah. you said like they're there. It's their team. Yeah. Like, like you like, see Chris Paul walking around. You right. seen Blake. You seen Russell Westbrook. Like all Harden. All the mellow. Like all these guys. These are their yeah. teams, and they have like. Vested interest in them because you know they talk shit amongst each other. Like, yo, you know oh, my team. Yeah, yeah, but your with team. the kids too. Like, remember when I, when I t- we were with Chris yeah. um, at Go Hoop Day, and he talked about that yeah. about his team, about his family, the way he raises his son, and it's the same thing I see with Kobe and his daughter. Yeah, it's the same thing I see even Bron with with his uh, second son yeah. with um, Bryce Maximus. Maximus. Yeah, Bryce Maximus. Yeah, yeah, with Bryce, like y- you can tell. Like after every move, if he's at the game. He'll be like, son, come here. Yeah. And he'll tell him, you did this well. You made this pass. You made this shot happen. You did. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. So they see the game so much better than the other kids how, already. It's how like, dope is that, though? Like, It's, it's mind-boggling. It's, like, it's crazy. So it's crazy that, like, it's so much hype around these kids now. But how dope is it that, like, NBA, like you'll be in the layup line with LeBron James. Like Blake but yeah, LeBron, yeah. Ron and D Wade and Chris Paul and them, like like Melo, yeah, like Melo and his son, like yeah. Kyan, like his team. He, they don't just talk to their kids. They talk to they everybody's talk to kids. All, the yeah. Whole team. yeah. No, I coached. So I, I coached at Riverside when I came back from college, and I was just trying to get my music shit off, mm-hmm. and I needed to, like some extra bread. Mm-hmm. And I coached at the church, and we coached against uh, Kyan Melo's son's team. Nice. Yeah. And that gym was like mellow walk in there and it like it was an experience for my kids yeah having him sit there it was like third grade yeah it was experience for having them like sit there and mellows there and they're learning about what it feels like in the gym and the pressure of having somebody there and they elevated like it it was it was dope to see and i understand it because i've never had a kid Mm -hmm. but like i said i coached and like the level, like the Blake Griffin thing you're talking about, man, it's just like the second they see that you care, they care. Yeah, it's yeah, more emotional like when it's not yeah. you. That's what I'm saying. A yeah. lot, of, a lot of these kids, they never had anybody. Some, some of them, some of them, they, their parents can't. Like right. they work, like right. they can't be around all this other stuff. Like they care, but they physically just can't be there. And it's like you get to see an NBA All Star 
hype for you. Like, listen, that. Like, I'm gonna I take it back it. to yesterday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. So, so Bron <laughs> brings some of these, some of his sons, homies over yeah. for that. You know, so obviously everybody sees Anthony Davis there, so it's like whatever. But like, no, these kids are there, and they really take them in in a different type of way where it's like these guys want to do well in ball. It's beautiful, man. I get yeah. it. And I, and shout out to yeah, Nike. Yeah, we just got deep real quick. No, no, but hey man, it's it's a it's a water it's a, it's a it's a podcast about basketball life. Yeah. Yes. We're not yeah. stat guys here. It's no. like the life of hoops. You're a hoops life, or I'm a hoops life, or you're a hoops life, or you don't need to necessarily be like an NBA person for somebody to feel this. So yeah, I get yeah, it. This yeah. is a good conversation. Yeah, um but yeah man, shout out to everybody at Nike and Peace Jam. Uh I'll be doing some stuff for the Slam Summer Classic, which should be really tight Ooh. up in Dykeman. So we'll see a lot of those players at the PGA. Wait, when is that? Uh, next August. I, I forget the actual date, but I want to say um, August 16th through the 19th. Next August? You mean next year? This August coming oh, up. This I mean next month. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say next August. Like, damn, they booked you out like, front, man. man. <laughs> you a busy it. man, I was like, bro. God damn it. Uh, but I mean, I mean, I mean send the invite to, so I can. Shout out to like Zion. Yeah, absolutely. Please come. I will, I will wear Cloud on Cats on my shirt. Cloud on Vic. I wear the Cloud on Vic merch. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, heard, I heard Mike Poole had 50 in Dykeman last night. Did he? Oh, man. I got to go. I, got, I stopped in the Dykeman this summer. Me neither. I got to go. So hot. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go. Giannis did his Nike stuff um, at Lincoln I saw Park. you with Giannis a couple of days ago. See, this is why she's Cloud on Vic, bro. Uh, you really out here. She be out here. Bro. You really out here. I don't, I don't miss anything. I don't miss anything. Even if it's I was sick, I literally popped in. People were like, we didn't see you at the game. I didn't stay. But I heard the game was, was a lot of fun because I was yeah. like, I'm dying. But, um, yeah, Giannis is such a good guy. And just seeing his brothers there, like, it's, it's a basketball family. Out there deep. Like, they move deep. Out yeah. there deep. Like, and, the Dante the Cumbros. And they're such kids. <laughs> they're such, like, smiley, like, fun kids. Yeah. It's, it's always a good vibe. Like, people say, you know, it's off season. There's so much stuff going on, especially in New York. Like, mm-hmm. New York, this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know? I love it. I Damn. love it, man. Yeah. This, is, this is a good talk today, man. This is a good talk today. So, um, shout out to Marlon Craft who came yeah. through. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. White chocolate. Shout white, out shout white chocolate. Out to nah, white chocolate. Nah. I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> Funhouse Mirror. You can stream it's that on now. all your platforms: Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Tidal. Wherever you're streaming music, we appreciate you. You guys out. should do a Knicks game together. Yo, side. listen, I'm, I'm, I'm with that, it, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll bring the, the tissues, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, listen, Dennis Smith Jr. is worth the price of a visit. And also, yeah. you should sit, you should have Spike in between you. I'm with it. I'm with you it. You should yeah. be on one side, you should be on the other, and you should just both bother Spike. Tell Spike to highlight I'm me. Down, man. Man. So, I'm, I'm down, man. I'm down. Shout out to Marlon Craft one more time. Thank you for pulling up. This has been the Kaz and Vic show. show right here on Slam Media. We'll Shout be back out to next week. Himalaya. We'll be back next week. We got a lot of things to, to cover again. And uh, we got to talk about Kawhi and PG. And, uh, yeah, and we would like even more things in depth. I wanted, you know what I wanted to do this episode, but I'm, I, I, this comment was so good. Like, I'm glad we just stuck to I know, it. We just next week, me and you. Uh-huh. And Marlon, if you're right, you can pull up too. Uh-huh. <laughs> next yeah. week, we're going to rank the top duos in the NBA. The definitive ranking. Mm. Okay. Of the top duos in okay. the NBA, so bring your home, do your homework. Bet. You got a week. I'm not doing homework. I'm asking it? Twitter. Oh, do that. <laughs> and Twitter can tell me. 
what they got. I and wanna, I'm still going with Bron and AD and my guy Cruz. Hey, 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 listen. All day. We got DeMarcus. DeMarcus look, look like he, like, he looks lost felt. He looks 57 like, pounds. Looks like he's been drinking that flat tummy tea, man. Yeah. He, <laughs> he lost a lot of weight. Somebody, he's, he's like one Instagram post away from a over deal. Shout out to Boogie, <laughs> man. Shout out to Boogie. money, bro. Uh, this has been the Kazovic Show presented by Slam Media. And uh, shout out to Himalaya as always. And uh, we'll see you next week. And how can we forget? Shout out to, uh, you know, the new Slam cover, Queens and Kings, the underground GOAT. Yes, we got Lou, Lou Williams, Williams uh-huh. with the shirt off. I yeah. that. Oh, man. Got we got it. Liz and Asia. Liz and Asia yeah. from the Las Vegas Aces. You know what I'm saying? One of the best up-and-coming teams in the WNBA. So. Fit goddesses. Oh, hey, man, listen, I can't say those things. I'm, I'm, I'm a happily almost married man. <laughs> shout out to the W. The fits the w- are nice. The, the fits, fits were nice. The, the fits, fits were nice. nice. I thought you said fit. I'm sticking out. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to Slam as always. Uh, and, uh, this I should be healthy by next week, hopefully. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you next week, man. Peace. Peace.